I'm Kate Daniels. Sometimes life just happens and we roll with it. Jen Drummond had a serious accident and realized you don't get to choose when you leave this life, but you sure can choose how to live it. She's here to share her experience of achieving a Guinness World Record for being the first woman to climb all seven summits on this planet. Jen Drummond, good morning and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Oh, it's an honor to be here, so thank you. This is so amazing. You have just very recently accomplished this massive dream project that I would have thought this is something that's been percolating within you for maybe decades. But really, you've made this goal and have accomplished setting a Guinness World Record, what, in less than four years, I think. Yeah, two and a half years from start to finish, which is crazy to think about because when you start the journey, it feels like it's going to be forever. And then all of a sudden you get to the end and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not sure I want this to be done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we find that probably a lot in our lives. I think of it in reading books, you know, oh, this is so great, but I don't want to finish it. You know, having that kind of give and take with it. But here climbing mountains is vastly different. And there are these seven peaks and and you've now accomplished all that. Yes, 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 yes. You know, it's been a journey. Not every mountain was a summit the first time. So K2, I had to do twice. And this last one, Mount Logan, I had to do twice. Um, But the day has come, uh, June 1st of 2023, I summited Mount Logan, which is the second highest peak in North America, to finish the quest of being the first female to climb the seven second summits, which are the second highest point in each continent, not the first. Um, A lot of people ask why the second instead of the first. I'm like, well, actually the second are harder than the first, believe it or not. And the fact that they hadn't been done by a female before enticed me to say, listen, ladies, we're capable. Let's do this. All certainly great reasons to do it, but but still, there's this thing about climbing a mountain that would that doesn't really even come up on my radar. Why climbing a mountain for you? You know, I think we all have passions inside of us or things that call to us. My mother's an interior designer, and she loves to decorate bookshelves and just line up pillows and have everything look perfect in a home. I do not have that skill at all. It did not transfer. Um, However, when I look at a mountain range, there is something about that range that just says, come experience me, come climb me, come out and adventure with me. And that pull drags me up that mountain. Oh, that's a beautiful way to think about our life. The mountain is your thing to do, but using it as a metaphor in our lives, I think that's just a really great uh, uh, lesson for us to embrace and think about in our lives. Oh, yeah. We all have different mountains, whether they're metaphorical or literal in my sense, but it's the pursuit of that challenge that adds color to our lives. And it's so interesting. You have so many sevens in your life. And sevens are, they have a way of being thought of as a very special or a magical number. And, uh, of course, the seven summits. You have seven children, too. And doing all of this, managing a family and, and having your business, this is so incredible. You, We could even maybe call you superwoman. 
Oh, I don't know. I think we're all super women in our own right. But yes, my journey is very aligned with the sevens. I have seven children. There's seven continents. There are seven mountains. So I figured, you know what? This sounds like a jackpot. I should probably pull the trigger and make it happen. And so there you go. (laughs) Which is amazing because I also watched a short video on your website, which also gave me some insights. And from that, I I found you never even had gone camping really before. And, And here in two and a half years, obviously, this included a lot of camping. Yes, lots of camping, more camping than I could ever imagine or ever imagined before. However, like anything, it's new in the beginning and uncomfortable. It's a little messy in the middle, and then it gets to be beautiful at the end, and you actually find yourself enjoying sleeping in tents and spending time outdoors and having that crisp mountain air to breathe. Crisp is one thing, but freezing cold in the snow, (laughs) that's a little different. You're right. You're right. So some of the environments were extremely cold where I'd have little icicles form on my nose hairs. But um, now that I'm home, I forget those painful details and just appreciate the beauty of it all. Well, you have uh, the the latest mountain, Mount Logan, uh, just conquered like weeks ago. So that's still, I'm sure, very fresh in your mind and, and your experience, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That mountain is a challenging one because you get dropped off on the glacier by an airplane. There's nobody around. There's no trail because nature has a way of having the wind etch a sketch anything that's been there before. And when that plane flies away, you're like, okay, I'm an hour away from civilization in all forms. There's no trees here. There's no animals here. There's no color here, right? You just have snow and rock and then the sky. It's just a fascinating experience to have your senses deprived of all these extra stimulus for a bit. And we have to ski up that mountain. So we carry all of our gear on sleds and in a backpack and ski to the different areas that are safe to set up a camp where there's no crevasses or trouble. Um, And then you just slowly acclimate and get your body used to the less oxygen as you continue to get higher and you just pray mother nature is on your side and doesn't throw a terrible storm your way. And you said that this latest summit was the second attempt. Was there uh, weather problems the first time you did? There was. So the first time we went, actually one of the guides got altitude sickness. Um, The location of Mount Logan can have the barometric pressure, very unique, Um, the extreme cold weather. There's a lot of moisture in the air because it's pretty close to the Gulf of Alaska. Um, So those are all things that can make it harder for your body to acclimate to what's going on there. So year one, one of our guides got sick and then the weather was closing in and they were afraid that we wouldn't be able to melt water and be able to have (laughs) heat food and all the things. So they, Um, removed us from the mountain. Uh, And then this year when we went, we had good weather for the most part, but it was extremely cold. There was actually three people on our team this year. Um, My friend Ryan was one of the teammates, and unfortunately he got frostbite um, a couple days before we actually went to the summit, and we had to have him airlifted off the mountain to start taking care of his frostbite issues, which was really hard to have one of – You know, there's only two of us left then, and um, just knowing that one of your friends was injured, he'll be fine, 
but still not a fun way to spend any time on a mountain. And if you're really dependent on having three of you, and I had wondered how many does it take, does it, is it maybe not quite as safe then to just have two of you left? Yeah, you know, it's a lot of work. So there's three of us that were spreading the load of gear of tents and pots and pans and fuel and all the different things. Now all of a sudden they took Ryan off the mountain and they would not take his gear. They would only take him. Um, so then when we went to continue, we left all that stuff at that camp. And then when we came back down, we picked everything up and there's two of us carrying three people's worth of stuff and dividing things amongst two. So we had to go slower and just make sure that I mean, it's just a lot more work to carry that much heavy ever sled. And here's the deal. When you're carrying a sled uphill, it's a lot of work. When you're carrying a sled downhill, it's also a lot of work because the sled was weighing more than I did. Mm. So when we were going down the hill, I was trying to keep up with the sled to make sure that it wasn't pulling me. I was pulling it. And yeah. so it was definitely a challenge, uh, not recommended, but we really believe in no trace. So you really want to leave nothing on the mountain that's not organically there. Um, and so it was our responsibility to just go as safely as we could and take care of everything as best as we could. So did it therefore take longer, Jen? It took a little longer to get down the mountain. It took a lot more energy and strength to get down the mountain. Um, but we, you know, the mountain's always there. We're guests in that territory. So we just have to respect the situation and navigate it with whatever obstacles we have. And so it took a little bit longer, but we're safely here and everything's good. So we can celebrate. Yes. Uh, congratulations. I mean, that doesn't even seem like enough to say when you've, you know, reached your seventh, uh, second summit. It's just so phenomenal. And and thank goodness Ryan is, is doing just fine now, or at least yes. mending. Yes. 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 We're so grateful that he's good and he's um, had a lot of medical treatment and they think he's going to have a full recovery. So that's wonderful news. And you know, to, he obviously was well-prepared. You know how to prepare for this. And yet to get frostbite, doesn't that, it seems rather unusual then. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when you, there's different ways to get frostbite. There's extreme cold. And then there's being cold for so long. Mm. There's lack of hydration, which is having your blood a little bit thicker. So it's not running through your body as fast. Ryan has spent a lot of time outdoors for many years. Uh, it's a very unique circumstance, and it's unfortunate. But to be honest with you, I know most of the people that I know that have gotten frostbite from these extreme environments didn't know it was happening. Like they didn't realize it was they were extra cold or anything unique there. It just it happened, and so it's one of those things that you really need to be on top of and say, okay, I've been cold for a few hours maybe it's time to do something different before that happens. Right. And so how many days did this take from being dropped off to actually finally reaching the summit? Yeah, so we got onto the ice on May 18, and we summited June 1st. So it was 14 days on this expedition to the summit, which is not, we budgeted four weeks because of all the trouble we had last year um, with weather and things. So to do it in 14 days is actually pretty quick. 
Um, normally teams will take three to four weeks, not necessarily because of the physical component, but because of the weather component. That that's phenomenal. I, I, what a what a great accomplishment there too to do it in really half the time you'd set. Oh, I know. We're so excited about that because that meant warm showers, <laughs> real food, and time with family a lot quicker than expected. So you are flown in. Do you go straight from the U.S. up into Canada and get going, or is there kind of an easing in period? So you fly into Vancouver, typically from the U.S., and you fly to a little town called Whitehorse. And from Whitehorse, you drive two and a half hours to an area called Haynes Junction. And then there is an airstrip called Icefield Discovery. Um, They're the ones that have the permits from Parks Canada that allow you to land on the actual glacier. So there's not another way to enter um, the mountain outside of that one airline that has permission to do glacier landings in the park. So that's the route on and that's the route off. And you communicate uh, via cell phones? Actually, cell phones do not work there um, because we're so remote. We have little Garmin devices that connect to satellites and can send text messages when a satellite picks up your Garmin, connects to it, and then we'll send it off. So it's not instantaneous. But in this area, it typically a message will you can send a message within 20 minutes of trying to send it. Isn't that phenomenal? So yeah. you would have done this to say Ryan is having this challenge and got them to come and and pick him up and take him back. Yeah, so Ryan woke up on Monday morning with frostbite, and then we like at four in the morning. So then we started sending messages to let Parks Canada know that we had an injury. There need to be a, needed to be a rescue as soon as possible. The weather was poor on Monday. There wasn't a lot of visibility. And so the helicopters couldn't come on Monday, but they could come on Tuesday morning. So all day Monday, we were just spent like keeping Ryan comfortable and helping take care of him and in the tent, keeping him warm as possible. And then on that Tuesday, they the weather was clear for a little window um and they got ryan around 10 in the morning they had a long line him off the mountain which means the helicopter couldn't even land where we were um we were too high so they dropped um a ranger along with a long rope they strapped ryan and the ranger to the rope and then carried them off the mountain brought them down to base camp then ryan could get into the helicopter and fly to the hospital from there during that time, so from when they picked up Ryan and got him to that base camp, it's about a 12-minute flight by the helicopter, the, the weather changed where we were, so they couldn't send a helicopter back to get Ryan's gear, which is why we had to take all of his gear down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always an adventure out there. <laughs> and, and you need to be able to flex, obviously, and, and make... Uh, just uh, be ready to switch direction in a way in terms of what you're going to do now carrying the extra gear up and having to bring it down and 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 just adjusting uh that really takes some talent yes patience is patience. drilled into you at a whole nother level <laughs> so um, it becomes the only way forward and you just learn to understand that Summiting a mountain requires you to keep going. 
and you just have to keep going, keep going and keep going. And, you know, we got up to camp three. So on Mount Logan, there's five camps. Some people only set up four. We set up four um, areas that have been identified on the map that, hey, here's typically a safe place to set up your tents for the night. And so when we were at camp three, we thought it would only take us a week to have a summit opportunity. Um, unfortunately, it looked it was going to take longer. So when we found that out, we had to go back down to camp two and grab food and bring more food up to camp three so that we could handle the extra days at camp three. Because you really, you leave things at the different camps to pick up on your way out because then you don't have to carry all that weight up every single location because you might not need it. You're going to need it on the way out. Um, unfortunately, we thought we'd have a window that we didn't have. So we had to go back down the mountain, grab more food and come back up to camp three and then move to camp four. And that's just the way of the mountains. You can put a plan together, but it doesn't always work out like you expected. Oh, my goodness. And all the time and the energy it takes then to <laughs> virtually uh, or, or you're backtracking to go back and then again uh, going toward the summit. But you said you only used stopped at four of the five camps. So you were able to finally go uh, from, well, I guess, from four to the summit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we... We're, you know, we're watching the weather and we're getting weather reports on the Garmin. And originally we were planning on summiting that Tuesday, but that was the day that they could come pick up Ryan. So then we helped with Ryan's evacuation. And then on Wednesday, we decided that we were going to move to Camp 4 because the weather wasn't perfect, but it wasn't terrible. So we moved to Camp 4 area. And then on Thursday, it was the most beautiful day we'd had on the mountain since we've been dropped off. And so we said, you know what, with this weather, we think that we have enough time and energy to be able to go to the summit from here. So we on Thursday woke up early, went for the summit and um, actually came back to that camp for after the summit. And that day was about a 10 hour day. Uh, we expected it to take maybe up to 14 hours, anything less we were happy with. And we're glad that it only takes 10 hours because in those extreme environments, even when it's a beautiful day, that cold is just hard on your body. Mm -hmm. Your body uses a lot of energy to stay warm anytime you have to transition. So sometimes you're on skis, sometimes you have to put crampons on, which gives you little spikes to stick to the snow and not slide on the ice. And when you transition those moments you're kind of losing heat and you're not generating as much heat, those can be hard to recover from. So you need to limit those as much as possible because you just want to stay consistently moving so your body keeps generating heat and going. Um, but yeah, we had the best summit day ever. So our patients paid off. Um, we got off the mountain and Ryan was still in the hospital. So we got to visit him and all fly back together and all the different things. And so you summit. What do you do when you reach that summit? Ah, the summit's amazing. Uh, you Okay, so you get to the summit, and for this one particularly, you stand there and you just are so humbled mm. by the power of the human spirit because there was at least a thousand times you wanted to turn around and say no, <laughs> and you didn't. Right. So you stand there in this glory of I pursued, I was resilient, I stayed. And then you take in this 
huge deep breath into your body. And when you take in that deep breath, almost all time, all distance, all everything just disappears and you become one with the moment. And it's just this feeling of awe. There's not even a description for it, but it's this space before separation happens, before life happens. And then you exhale and you want to get back to that moment before, but you know, life's always changing and you can't. And then eventually you kind of separate into yourself again out of the moment and you say, okay, universe, here's my soul. I'm going to throw it out to you again. I can't wait to find you in a different environment and a different moment of my life. And the journey continues. So amazing. Yeah. And, and Mount Logan is one of the tallest peaks that you uh, summited, correct? Yeah. Mount Logan is 19,551 feet. Um, so definitely there's some smaller peaks, um, Dick Tau, Mount Kenya, Tyree, and then Mount Townsend are all lower. So yep, Dick, I mean, Mount Logan's one of the taller peaks for sure in the pursuit. Um, one of the more extreme environment ones too. I, I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good to be done. <laughs> yes, you're done. So again, congratulations. And it means, of course, it's huge to you. What about your children? Seven of them. What did they yeah. think about this? You know, it's so fun. It's so fun to watch your kids cheer you on because we're cheering them on all the time. It's so fun for them to have the news get involved or do something in the paper or have people ask about, like, how their mom is. Uh, they just feel so supported by our community and they love seeing all the things that come out of it. And I even overheard my daughter who had a friend over the other day. And she's like, oh, you're the mom that climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> I'm like, I am. And my daughter goes, and I'm going to climb Mount Everest too someday. And the little girl goes, can I? I'm like, I'll help you climb Mount Everest if that's what you want to do. And so it's just fun because everybody has an Everest, right? And right. whatever your Everest is and just helping people realize that, you climb a mountain one step at a time. So let's let's make this happen if this is truly what excites you. Right, exactly. But as you said earlier, Jen, this has taken two and a half years to to accomplish all of this, which is phenomenal. But it's not as though this was a lifelong dream of yours either, it, as as it can now be for these young girls, you know, yeah. ca catching, you know, that that wisp of a dream and thinking what about what's possible. But for you, I mean, you've been very accomplished uh, with raising your children, with having your own business and being very successful. So all of a sudden, well, it was it was kind of all of a sudden yeah. you decided, what am I going to do? And this became your goal. It did. You know, I had a bigger vision. My vision was I want someone to look at this story and say, where do I have a limiting belief that I can flip the script on? And so this, my vision was, I'm going to do this thing that maybe doesn't make sense originally when you hear it. And then it makes you think, oh, may, what am I else subscribing to that doesn't make sense that maybe could make sense if I take a step forward in that direction and so this pursuit was quick, but the vision stays and different ways that I can describe it or experience it to share my story with others, another thing will come up. Oh, it's just, again, so amazing. And and I 
I love how we can take this and apply it in our own lives to to whatever degree and you know, and it can be the what appears as a small vision but it's important that's you know one small mountain to climb that takes us to the next one. It does and it's on our pursuits that we find other opportunities and experiences that set our heart on fire. For example, when I was looking to go to Mount Kenya to climb that peak, um, I was originally planning to climb it later in the process, but someone had heard I was going there, had educated me about period poverty and how women can't always go to school when they're on their period because they don't have products to handle it. And so then I got to be a part of a huge campaign where we provided period products for women in Kenya so that they can stay in school. And so this project started as climbing mountains, but really so many other ancillary doors opened and opportunities became available to me by pursuing it. And I know that everybody listening, there's goals, there's ideas, there's visions that they have. And just by stepping into those and saying yes to the adventure of their lives, more adventures show up and the impact is endless. Yes, which is just, again, so amazing what we discover. And then you're just sharing what you did, Jen, uh, of discovering what happens in Kenya with these girls. In what we would take for granted and maybe not even think about here, what a difference your intervention or making that awareness uh, become come to light makes a difference in their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're so connected. And sometimes we get lost in our little worlds. But as we step out and explore what's possible, so much more becomes available to us. And it's just it's humbling that our journeys can have such an impact on so many. Yes. And to really come in touch with that connection and see where it is that we are to go. We don't need to be climbing those seven summits. I know I'm not, but there are these different summits in our lives to become aware of and make a difference there. Yeah, in our backyard, right? There's so many opportunities in our hometowns that when we just step out and connect, then more opportunities show up and we, we can make such a difference. And and you're doing more work around this. Let's mention your website because that's a wealth of information on how to connect and, and how to really begin pursuing this uh, on our own and, or with our own teams. Yes, 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 yes. So my website is jendrummond.com. Um, I have a book coming out in January of 2024 that talks about um, being quit-proof in your pursuits and just helps you build the resilience to pursue what sets your heart on fire. There's a ton of resources on there about setting goals and living your best life and all the things that the encouragement that we need to continue on our paths and build our support networks and make the most of this one magic life. Absolutely. And you're living proof of this, that of of what is possible, what we can do, and, and building it with a team. Because you didn't go summit these mountains on your own. You talked about the team that was there and the support yes. that you need. Yes, yes. Every great accomplishment has a lot of people behind the scenes making it happen. And I am just so grateful for all of the support and all the different ways from so many people, this uh, pursuit was definitely not just my own. 
And going back to the website, the one um, aspect of it then to support us in whatever it is that we may be dreaming of or haven't even let that dream come to, to surface yet. But Seek Your Next Summit is a program that we can avail ourselves of. Yes, 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 yes. And please reach out because I do some private coaching and retreats and different fun things like that. And I am here to help. You know, I got to my summit. So now my next summit is about helping you get to yours. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, yes. And and isn't that what life is, that we have accomplishments, but in helping each other is perhaps even a greater accomplishment. I bet your heart will definitely soar with that. Oh, 100%. I always tell people it's, when we can turn our success into significance mm. is when we're really winning. Yes. I saw that on your webpage too. Mm-hmm. And that is so key. Well, you are just so amazing. I am just so in awe of what you're doing and how you continue to just live your life so vibrantly and enthusiastically and, and that you you know, don't want to just keep for yourself. It's in sharing that it just really begins to bloom. Yes. Agreed. So please share, please connect. I'm cheering you on and I appreciate the support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Jen Drummond. I just am so grateful that we've been able to have this little chat and just the inspiration I think is really long lasting, life lasting. So thank you greatly. And just wishing that all of us take advantage of what you're offering us. I appreciate it. Thank you.